I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week 13 of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined, as always, here on the sports patio by my good buddy, Longle. All right, boys and girls, whether you listen to an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, Speaker, or Heart Radio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. It's time to do it. The good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? We start off with the good and the good last week. Well, let's start off with that NFL free pick of the week. San Fran, minus two and a half. Had it for the clients. Longhorn had it in his contest. Easily, mm-hmm. in my opinion, his best call of the week. Longhorn thoughts on that machine is the 49ers. Oh, was it easy to be the best call? I think it was the only good call. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes what it made it so easy. Yeah, that's you. It falls in line then. Um, yeah, like, like I said on the podcast, that I was heavily, heavily invested in that San Fran game. It was just the perfect spot. Um, you know, the perfect matchups. Just everything lined up. Just like you know, a month or two ago when I talked about the Philly Miami matchup, and it was just the perfect spot and matchup combination for Philly. Well, this was the exact opposite for San Fran, and it just happened to play out. Um, that way, it didn't look like that early. I, I was, I was kind of like, um, what's, like I thought that maybe the weather was going to change some of the dy- dynamics of that game, um, but yeah, it, it didn't take long for the uh, what was going to happen to set in on that game. So it's nice when things go to plan uh, in that one because nothing else did the rest of the fucking day. I can tell you that. Well, that's not exactly not true. for me. Not for Longhorn me. Longhorn anyway. had me. Green Bay in his side of the contest plus six. Look, man, I really like that pick. I thought you had a great handicap on it. I honestly thought it was going to be the danger zone for sure. Of the yeah. way I was really surprised when it wasn't. Uh, I just couldn't go against the buckets on that. So, I, but I liked the pick enough to not go the KC route. So at least it kept me off that. Um, but man, that's back to back weeks. Uh, Longhorn where Jordan Love has went head to head versus a quarterback who's no doubt better than them, better than him. But yeah. he outplayed them in standalone games with the whole world watching. So it's it's really hard not to be impressed with, you know, what him and that coaching staff are doing over there in Green Bay. So what are your thoughts on Green Bay in that game and then going forward? Yeah, I mean, like I mean, we've said that on the, the last podcast too that they're definitely a play on team. And um, you know, I didn't make it the danger zone because I just don't like to. I don't you. Know, I don't make a living. I'm not gonna make a living betting against Mahomes. I'm just not gonna do it. We'll see how things play out the rest of the year and, and as his career goes forward. But as of now, I just don't bet against him um, But uh, to lose anyways. But like I said last week, when it's over three, that's just the spot that he that they, Kansas City, just really don't have any interest in winning with margin usually. Um, you know, would they have came, came away with the win if, you know, if the mugging down the field was called, I don't know, but you know, that's, that's the way football goes. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Love is, 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 um, it's just really impressive to see not only a quarterback. I mean, you and I hated him coming out of college. He was terrible. Oh yeah. Terrible. And it's not, it's nothing against him. It's just his fun, like his fundamentals and, and his reading of, of the, the defense. Everything was horrible, horrible uh, as far as quarterbacking goes. And it's been true for about three years. And even when this year started, everything that we thought was still the same. So it's it's 
it's actually remarkable the turnaround that he that he's done and that coaching staff have done with him because it's a complete 180 from what I've seen from him his entire career, including college. So uh, hats off to them, uh, both coaching staff and and the quarterback. And uh, yeah, interesting team going forward, and still one I want to play on. Yeah, no doubt about that. I think the coaching staff hasn't gotten enough love, man, because people don't like to remember things properly. But if you look back to where Aaron Rodgers was in his career, before that dude showed up, he had been an average quarterback, I think, for like the last two years, basically, before that guy got there. There was questions like, man, is Aaron done? Is that it? Is that We've seen the best. He's no more great. And then this guy shows up, and he's fucking back to winning the MVP all of a sudden. So... Uh, I don't think it was coincidence. I think that this guy really can't coach and get the best out of his quarterbacks and his offense. So he's yeah. definitely getting the best out of a guy like somebody that, like you said, we never expected anything out of, honestly, at all. Thank God, though. Thank God, because we need fucking quarterbacks that we can oh. count on in this fucking league. We'll get into that later. Um, all right, moving on with the good Texas winning the Big 12. <laughs> oh, baby. I gave it out in August, my only three-unit Preseason bets, I was obviously very confident that they would make the game because the Big 12 has no division, so all I needed was Texas to have one of the two best records. And I said at the time, unless half the team dies tragically, I believe they can do that pretty easily. Yeah. I also said they would be a minimum of seven-point favorites in the game once they got there, so hedging out would be an easy way to guarantee two units. That's why I put three on it. That's how confident I was. Well, on top of being a great call, I got very lucky because they got to play Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, which I never envisioned happening. So instead of, you know, the seven, I got 14 and a half or 15. Mm-hmm. So that money line was juicy, juicy, juicy. So easy fucking hedge there. Uh, doubled my money. Look, sometimes you get lucky on top of a great call. That's just one of those times. But congratulations to the Texas Longhorns and mm-hmm. Mr. Longhorn. How are you feeling about them going forward? And they get a chance to play for the fucking Natty, baby. Well, I mean, I like the matchup against Washington, but I don't um, just people that that Washington team. I, I keep hearing. I'm I'm hearing the same thing from some of my friends. They're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna kill them." I'm like, "Okay, like this is how you lose to a team like that. You're not gonna kill anybody. Shouldn't plan on killing anybody in the playoffs. I mean, these are the four best teams in theory." Uh, four of the six best teams, anyways, in the country. You're not going to kill anybody. Just hope you beat them. But I like the I like the way that we match up. As far as I don't know as much about college as I do with the NFL, clearly. But like, it feels like that's a the best matchup they could have gotten in round one, in my opinion. Uh, I'd say the best matchup would be Michigan because Michigan only runs the ball and nobody can <clears throat> run the ball on you guys and Washington doesn't even attempt to run the football. So oh, okay. all they do is throw, and your secondary is not great. So I just don't want any part of that matchup. Michigan defense. God. Nah, I mean, but they could be had in the secondary. That's the thing about it. But it would be, that would be, to me, it would be a better matchup because, again, they would not be able to score the ball on y'all because they can't – nobody can run on you. So, and that's all they can do. But hmm. Washington, they don't even attempt it. And y'all secondary can be had also. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think both games are going to be good matchups. Uh, plus, they were never going to put Texas and Alabama against each other in round one. So that was never going to happen. Uh, even though everybody was screaming for the Pac-12 and um, Big Ten to play in the Rose Bowl, as it used to be. But whatever. Yep. All right, uh, moving on. Oh, the Longhorn Lock of the Week. Woo! Two units on the Chargers. I had him in my contest, and of course Longhorn had New England in his contest. And why? Why, you might ask? He said like two or three times on this podcast he's <laughs> never touching up again. Uh-huh. I got to tell you, boys and girls, this is a very easy reason why. He hates himself, clearly. <laughs> he wishes nothing but bad things to happen to himself. So that's uh-huh. why he continues to do this to himself. Now, Longhorn was right, though. Weather did definitely play a factor. However, I said... <laughs> That's fine, but I'll at least take the the team that might put some points on the board. Yeah, they, they only put up six, but that's five more than they needed to win and half a point over what they needed to cover, uh, which is usually a sweat, but honestly, that was never a sweat. Um, so, yeah, that's 
I was just laughing. That that game just made me laugh. I was, I, I really wasn't even that upset. It was, I was so like, gross. I was like, oh my god! And the fact that Belichick was in field goal range about I don't remember the the time of the game, but it was probably like early fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter. Got in field goal range and elected to go for it on fourth down. I'm like, you actually think you're getting a touchdown? That's not happening. Your only shot here is to somehow miraculously get two field goals and then miraculously get another field goal in overtime to win his game. I thought it was hilarious that he passed on the field goal to um, to try to you know advance the ball and, and somehow get a touchdown that was never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one good thing is they are your Los Angeles Superchargers once again. That is number five in the Super Contest losses for me. They they own the most losses by far for me. So I just keep, I just can't quit them, man. Can't quit them. I can't quit you, Bill. <laughs> can't do it. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball here and talk about the big dick pick in the good section because it is good for me. <laughs> uh, the big dick pick was Pittsburgh scoring 30. Look, mm. honestly. How many uh, did they score? Mm. They get about 28, 29. I think they got close. I think yeah. I think they did get to double digits there by the end. <laughs> uh, but look, there's no way anybody listening to the podcast actually bet that no. Pittsburgh was going to score 30 Fuck points. No. They don't score 30 points in a month, much less in a game. But the real reason I'm putting this in the good is I said that I had a feeling Arizona could go win that game, yeah. and I needed them to, to eliminate another huge chunk out of the fucking survivor pool. And the little circus midget came through for me. It's starting to get real now in all the Survivor contests. We're in December. Good luck to anyone out there that's still alive, unless you're playing against me, and then I hope you die football-wise as soon as possible. Yeah, see, now that game, the the New England game didn't piss me off because it was like, okay, one field goal, that's fine. Uh, But this one just pissed me off. Like, how the fuck? They got Arizona dominated Pittsburgh in the trenches on both sides of the ball dominated them. Like it wasn't even like they were pushing them around on offense. They were pass rushing like crazy, getting penetration all over on the defensive side of the ball. It's like, what, what, what is, I I get that Pittsburgh has been lucky. I get that they're not an actual, at that time, a seven and four team. I get all It's like every bit of regression they had coming showed up on one day. Against like the one, <laughs> against one of the worst teams in the league, and I know that Kyler makes them better, and I fully acknowledge that, and, I, and I've said that. But the rest of the team kicked their ass too. So, like, I don't know, man. That that game was just like a a scratch my head. Like, what? I the mean, f- it really wasn't even Kyler. I mean, it was more Connor. Just, I mean, we were churning them the fuck up on the ground. Like he's back to, and I know it was his homecoming. Everybody's gonna be steady, motivated, and blah 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 blah. But. Fuck that. It's the fucking NFL. The Steelers got a great defense. And he just, like you said, just went out there and just churned them up. Two touchdowns, fucking 100 yards rushing. Like, what I the mean, fuck? I mean, they had five quarterback hits, tackles for a lot. They had just, they were all over the place. It was, that, that's one of those games that, yes, it pissed me off, but it also was like, you don't know. I, I'm saying, I, I don't know shit about football when something like that happens. I swear to God. Like, how, the 30th to 32nd ranked on defense in almost every metric. And they dominate. And I get—I know Pittsburgh sucks, but good Lord, that was a what the fuck. Yeah, it definitely was. And look, man, it's NFL, and that shit happens. Um, usually know. about once a month we get a game like that where everybody's like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, this Cardinals team beat Dallas. Like, how – What? what is that? How does that happen? I don't know. With the guy that – that's a, one of his two wins of his entire NFL career. I know. I know. They're giant killers, maybe. Or they're, you know, when you – actually, no. I, ne- I never want to bet on Arizona, so I don't – I don't. No. I'm not interested in trying to find their pattern. I don't even care. I'm not – I'm just, just moving on. Take the loss and move on. All right. Some free picks from the podcast that also hit the over on Troy and App State. That looked a little bad starting out, but in the end it went over pretty easily. Uh, we had the under on SMU and Tulane. Even though there was a touchdown scored literally within the first 10 seconds of the game. <laughs> now, Longhorn, cool. we haven't played too many college totals this year, but that's the third time that we have had an under, and there was a touchdown scored in the first goddamn minute of the game. It's just that kind of year for us, and probably the reason why we haven't played a lot of totals this year, but that's the first one that actually came through and won. So, obviously, the under was the right side on that one. 
let's see. Did I skip over? Oh, yeah. Sorry, my SMU pick. Plus 350 in the preseason. Gave that out also on the podcast to win the AAC. They did it even with a backup quarterback. Very happy for the Mustangs. They fucking deserved it. I hated when Stone went down. So I'm glad that they got that win. They they were easily the best team in the conference all year. That bet was simply a projection of how good that I was reading that Stone had been doing in spring practice and what the offense looked like. I knew their defense was going to be suspect. And it was for the most part all year, but it improved, uh, which tends to happen with a defense when you know you got an offense that's going to go out there and put up 40 points a game. It makes it a lot easier to play defense. So... Kudos to the fucking Mustangs for getting it done and winning the AAC and cashing that ticket for me. Uh, Overall, 6-5 for me. Championship weekend. College, not too shabby. Um, And then, Longhorn, what about in your teaser legs that you gave out on Monday? I know we gave the Cows and the Jets the 2.5 and the 8.5, so that one cashed. What about anything else? All the teasers... All the teasers cat legs cash except for the fucking fiddle in the middle with Philly. Um, so that's, I don't know. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about bringing the fiddle in the middle kind of as part of a weekly if it if it lines up segment, uh, not segment but uh, thing on on a Wednesday Thursday pods. Um, I just picked the wrong game. Any almost well, actually, let's see. Did any of the other fiddle in the middles would they have? Uh, Atlanta would have fiddled in the middle if you, if you took Atlanta to cover and then took the Jets with the fiddle or the uh, teaser that would have fiddled. Uh, the cows would, what would that have? Yep, that would have fiddled, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that fiddled. And Tennessee, um, yep, that fiddled. So yes. <laughs> I picked the only one that didn't fiddle in the middle. So fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, we're going to move on to the bad. Uh, the college free pick yet again. Just fade me, people. Just fade me. <laughs> you have my full permission and encouragement to do so. I mean, you said it two weeks ago. So. I know. Yeah. I'm telling you. Georgia minus six. They outgained Alabama. They beat them in YPP by almost a whole yard. They lost the turnover battle, <laughs> and that was the difference in the end. Look, man, it shouldn't have been, though. Georgia just extremely underperformed in that situation and in that game. That didn't look like any game plan that I've seen Georgia put together all year. In the games, they were fully motivated. I do have to say that. But they didn't make the plays that they should have made or they usually make. They went up 7-0, and then really I think letting Bama that score that touchdown right before the half was the – that was the fucking coffin nail, I think, uh, in the end of it. But uh, it just that's a frustrating fucking loss. I still believe they're the better team, um, but – Obviously, you got to be the better team on that day to win that game, and they were not. So, k- kudos to Alabama on the win, but man, that sucked. Uh, I, just, I mean, speaking of quarterbacks that have turned it around, like the fact that Milrow, or however you say his name, like at the beginning of the year, we saw him against Texas. We saw him get benched in a game uh, soon after that. What he's done in the back half of this season, it's, it's, I like, I like to see that. I like to see quarterbacks turn their season around and, and have a, a positive end. So um, kudos to him. And, um, yeah, Bama's not a team that I'm interested in playing right now at all. To be honest. I mean, I know, I know they barely beat Auburn, uh, but that's a rivalry game. It's kind of like the Texas OU thing. You know, you just, sometimes you got to throw that out. But, yeah, they, they've been a juggernaut, they juggernaut for a while. They also barely beat Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, and Milrow made – he missed all the throws. Basically, he's been <laughs> missing all year. That Georgia just couldn't take advantage of anything. I mean, they, I don't think they got a first down for what their first three possessions. They went three and out, three and out, three and out, I believe. Like, it looked that game started exactly the way I expected it to. Georgia just did not continue it. And kudos to the Saban staff. They made the adjustments, which is usually what Kirby Smart's the best at. Uh, but they kicked mm-hmm. his ass, man. They came back in the second half. They made adjustments the first, and they came back in the second half and completely fucking uh, shut that Georgia offense down. So, yeah, I didn't watch it, so I, that, I can't really speak on the game. So I didn't, I didn't watch it. Uh, college round robin two and three. That stunk up my college weekend. I pretty much pushed money around all weekend. Won a little bit, but not nearly as much as I fucking could have. So fuck you, Georgia, so very much. Mm. Fuck you, UNLV, for completely just no showing at home. That was awesome. And fuck you, Bo Nix. You are forever mm-hmm. Tony Romo. No matter where you get drafted, 
or however much hope that you might instill in the marketplace which you go, you are forever going to be marked a fucking loser. You'll probably get drafted by the Redskins to be their next loser quarterback. You are a fucking pathetic piece of shit. So, listen, he... I saw his stat line. It, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, his it, stat line wasn't terrible, but every big throw that he needed to make, he could not fucking make it. Yeah, I didn't. And watch this that is a game. guy that had. I think his completion percentage for the year was like seventy-seven percent. What was it in that game? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. All I know is when we fucking needed it, he couldn't do it. Ah, look, you got fucking basically ran out of Auburn. You ran all the way to the Pac-12 to try and go hide in that shitty fucking conference. Well, you got found out. Look, man, I hope you happiness in life and whatever you end up doing, selling used cars in Alabama or whatever else. I but I think, I think this is fuck a cla- you, Bo Nix. I think this is a classic Bo Sevis overreaction. Uh, yes, of course it is. It costs me money. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he's. A, I think he's. A, I think he's a decent quarterback. He's not. He's not generational. We. He never was. I don't think. But like. He'll be a decent. Oh, I was rooting for him so bad. I had a fucking Heisman ticket. Of course, I had fucking Oregon. Didn't they come back around Robin? Yeah, they lost by three. Was he like the main cog in the comeback? Of course, he was. He's the best player. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't hold too much. I mean, it's the 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 last time he played them, he walked out the field with the lead, or didn't he set him up with for the field goal? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's, I think he's fine. (laughs) I I think he's, he's but he he was bad in that first game though. Oh, he was, was yeah. He but no, he wasn't bad in this game. I just I wanted to yell at him. He fucking cost me money. <laughs> fucking asshole. He's just, he's just another Oregon quarterback that comes up small when the moments are big. All right. All right. Uh, us in the contest again. <laughs> I went two and three. Uh, <laughs> terrible call on the Jets. They were fucking pathetic. I don't <laughs> care that they outgained Atlanta. I don't care that they beat them YPP. They fumbled <laughs> four fucking times through an interception and couldn't be bothered to score a single fucking touchdown against one of the worst defenses in the entire fucking league. How is that even fucking possible? And they brought semen in. So they, 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 they got some... boils on their dick. They can't hold on the ball because it's covered in semen. Oh, yeah. God damn boils it. Boils and semen and could not get a touchdown. <sighs> it was, it was they so. They even got a fucking safety. I, oh, what was this they that I be... heard? Go ahead. I, th- th- I think they've scored more safeties on defense than offensive touchdowns in the first half, or some some crazy shit like that. I don't even know what the stat was. But. And they didn't need a, they didn't really need a touchdown. They just needed one more field goal for you to get the as long as you got it at plus two and a half. Then then yeah, one, but one more I mean, field goal. I know, but fuck me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had them. I had uh, oh Tampa Bay kicked me in the balls and the clients in the dick mm. by giving up the backdoor cover to Atlanta. Mm. Hmm. Atlanta though, for what it's worth, or sorry, Atlanta, Jesus, Carolina. Right. Carolina, for what it's worth, did make it two and zero in the season for the dead cat bounce after the coaches fired. So I was wrong on that. That definitely, at least for a cover perspective, it made a difference. I guess. Um, least, and I lost. Well, Early, it did early. That that line closed at three, so it just. Oh my god! I know. Depends on where you got it, you know. But they, how did they grade that? Because because Carolina was one in ten or one in whatever. They had one ATS win on the year. How was an ATS win? How does that get graded? Because is it closing? Oh, was it three? Was it three? Yeah, close at three. Oh, well, it's a push then. Is that how they? Is that how they do the grading? Whatever closes that. Whatever it closes that. No. Okay. So they got to push. I got the loss. Almost um, everybody got the loss if he took Tampa because it was from five and a half down all the way trickling down to three throughout the week. But I was I was with you. I, I can't believe that. That was as just uh, you know the Chuba Chuba Hubbard change is is really the only thing that changed that I saw. Like given basically getting rid of Miles Sanders and not giving him the ball anymore and going full time to Chuba Hubbard. That's really the only coaching chess piece move that i saw um so yeah you know just one of those things that they get they got the back door bad team got the back door and well and we didn't get the win because of that yeah uh but i do want to mention this i know it's the bad section but this is one good thing that came out of it i got even kudos good aggie boy mike evans uh, becomes the first player to ever start his career with 10 straight 1000 yard receiving seasons 
Jeez. That is fucking amazing. The all-time record for as many in a row is 11, and that was, of course, Jerry Rice. But he did not start his career with one. I think he started in his second year getting 1,000 yards. But, yeah, Big Mike, man, he's still out there fucking doing his thing. Yeah, he's just – he's fun to watch, man. He is just a he's, – he's steady. Like, he's just a steady uh, – kind of like in that – I mean, he's more, way more athletic than Keenan Allen, but he just reminds me a lot of that – Keenan and he doesn't get hurt like Keenan Allen too, but that, which is why he's always accumulated all these uh, counting stats. But uh, he's just steady, just just ne- he always looks like he's. When I watch him, it's, it's like man, he is like either exhausted or hurt or he's I, almost always hurt. He just yeah, plays through everything. Yeah, I think like, it's just because he's so big and and he's just it's always hard for him to get up. And it's like oh, well, I think I think he might be done for. For the series, but he's just always back out there doing his thing, catching the long pass, the short pass. He's all over the place. He's a good, really good player. Yep, he is a good player. He should probably he'll be a borderline Hall of Fame. Well, he's got a Super Bowl ring, so he'll go to the Hall of Fame. Um, oh, that's right, he did get a ring. Yeah, he's got a he's got a really good chance since he got that ring. And my third loss was, and I want I want to get Longhorn's <clears throat> thoughts on this one. Look, I had the cows um, on Thursday. They finally beat a team with a winning record, first time all season, but they were pretty unimpressive doing it. Uh, their supposedly top three defense was completely fucking shredded. <laughs> their red zone offense was fucking terrible. Once again, that's really what cost me the cover. Uh, and they still can't run the fucking ball. So Longhorn, the cows are looking more and more like a paper tiger to me, but what are your thoughts on that game and then them moving forward? That game, I don't really necessarily care too much. Um, uh, you know that that th- I think that was just one of those games that turned into a track meet. And when those things happen, you gotta either you fucking get in the track meet or you're fucking toast. And and luckily for Dallas, when their defense isn't playing up to par, at least lately they've got the offense that can keep up and and uh, eventually score enough points to win the game. Um, but that uh, they had to look ahead to Philly, so. You know, getting and they just been blowing teams out. You know, I don't know how long that that can keep going, but um, it, they this matchup with Philly this week is, I mean, has so many implications. Not only with those two teams, with but you with, know, because the implication, <laughs> the implications are <laughs> everywhere on the boats and off the boats. With, uh, <laughs> with no, nobody gets these references. I mean, there might be like two people that get the reference, but. <laughs> Those two people are laughing, but but yeah, with San Fran, Philly, Dallas, and also Detroit, like they're this this race to the one seed, it's um it's heating up. There's some things that are going to happen over the next five weeks in in the standings that are going to be fun to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Dallas Philly game this week. Uh, Longhorn went two and three in the contest. Also, we're both immediately eliminated from the three-week prize. So All right. only one of those left to go. Longhorn, we covered your two wins already. And then, of course, the New England uh, loss. Do you want to elaborate on any of the rest of your picks there? Um, well, I mean, like I said, like Washington was just a horrible pick. That one was just horrible. The Pittsburgh pissed me off. Uh, that one, That one really just made me mad because it was such a bad – it's one thing to have a bad read on Washington. Okay, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> and of course, they could have got blown out. That was just a bad pick. Fine, take it and walk away. But the fucking Pittsburgh, to be that, just to be that wrong and to get dominated in the trenches, that one pissed me off. The New England one, I just laughed at because it was like, okay, you, I mean, you can't even get a field goal. That's, 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 <laughs> I mean, just kick one field goal and you win. So that, it was kind of like a mix of emotions on all my losses. Like one that I was like, all right, I, I took a huge dog and lost. One that pissed me off, and the other one I just laughed at. But I will say this: Where's my? Um, if I can find my phone, oh, there it is. The last three. Look, I've been, <clears throat> and I take this shit seriously. Like, I mean, we're laughing about it and all that stuff, but I do take this shit seriously. Um, not only the the, the picks that we put out to clients, but the things that we say on this podcast are not. Yeah, you know, I'm. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong on anything. I'm trying to win them all. But the last three weeks, I have been cold on um, on Sounders. I've been I've been cold on a lot of things. In the last three weeks, and uh, and there's a reason for that. It's because I I am a dog player. I'm a dog, um, you know, pick pick dogs to win type type person. And in the last three weeks, these are the, these are the stats. The favorites in the last three weeks in the NFL: thirty three and eight straight up, and twenty five and sixteen ATS. 
if this happens and the mm. fuck and the and the 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 guy at the fucking the, the Barneys at the bar are just fucking killing it and picking all these favorites and winning, I'm not going to be good. So I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to change what I do because in the long run, this 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 has worked, you know, for me for a long time. But like, it when it's going bad like this and all the favorites are just covering at this kind of rate. I don't just tell you. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, I'm not gonna win, and and I'm gonna have to lose with you. But you know, trust me, when it changes, and and it will change, and it will flip back. You and I will be sitting there collecting those fucking dog tickets, money line dog winners. We'll be collecting all those. So let let the fucking Joes have their fun right now when all the favorites are covering, and we'll be there to collect the collect the cash when it turns. Yep, for sure. Uh- yeah, I wrote down the center on Tennessee. Look, obviously that game could have went either fucking way. I did take Indy in the contest, but I took them knowing full well that it was going to come down to a field goal. But at this point, I'm going so badly in the contest that I, if I if I know I can get a coin flip and I feel like I got the better quarterback and I gave you the stats on Brable at home versus Indian division, look, man, I'll take my chances with the mustache over Levi's. But you know what? He was good in that game. Henry was great. Hopkins had a great game. It's just one of those fucking games. That could have went either way, for sure. I, I remember that you called me right before that game started. And you said, hey, 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 hey. Uh, I, I just ran I ran through the simulator again, and there's going to be two block punts for, for – Yeah, block- I forgot I found that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at that shit, too. I was like, oh, oh my God. Who blocks two punts? And it wasn't like sporadically. Not one. Two. It, and it was back-to-back. It was like it was like they punted and got blocked, and then and – then, Tennessee or any did whatever they did with, with the ball. And then the next time Tennessee got the ball, the punt blocking. How does that happen? There's this is a good coach team. Like, how's that happen? But yeah, I was just, I was laughing at that one too. Did he fire the special teams coach? I don't know. He he probably said, fuck it, I'm out of here after this year. I don't give a shit. Possibly. Uh the danger zone on Denver. The only thing dangerous about that was letting Russ cook. Three fucking interceptions. Look, he hasn't looked that bad all fucking year. And our Texans under is officially dead. So, Longhorn, what were your thoughts on that one? <laughs> yeah, that was inevitable about about six weeks ago. But uh, actually, that was one of those that you know, um, early in the week I like one side. Later in the week, I like the other. Uh, so, I, I had I had flipped my um, I bought out of my three and a half. I that line ticked down to Houston minus three at kickoff, and I took the minus three kind of kind of hedged out of it. So, um, I just <clears throat> you know. I just, uh, I, I don't, uh, it, you know, there, I don't, we'll talk about injuries in, a minute, injuries in a minute, but there's, there's, I feel like this Houston thing is ready to kind of take that turn that we've been waiting on. Um, the, the quarterback Stroud, he's been showing signs. He's been flirting with, with turning the ball over and he has been turning the ball over. It, it just, I don't know. I don't think they can keep it up the entire year. We'll see. And they, they kind of had that dream of the of the championship or the division championship fade away. So I'm kind of waiting on them to show that that give up or that you know that's just just fade a little bit so they can be a team that you play against. But um, they they seem to be much better at home, and we'll see how the, the it goes forward with the Tank Dell injury. But yeah, they they balled out pretty good on on Sunday, and, and hats off to them. Well, the three fucking interceptions helped a lot. Talk about regression all hitting you in one fucking game. Denver's been due for some of it on the turnovers for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and they got it all back in one game. I, I do want to clean something up, though, because we were talking about – it's when we were talking about the Miami Redskin game in the on the podcast on Wednesday, and I, I said that what Miami done against teams with his defense as bad as the Redskins or worse was the 70 points against Denver and whatever 40-plus against Carolina – and I said that Denver was the 32nd DVOA, and you're like, no, they're not 32nd right now. And I was, and it hit me. I was like, shit, I must have wrote that down wrong. Yeah, he's, he's got to be right. They're, they've been improving. Nah, they were still number 32. They're 31 currently. We got to let the games play out tonight. But really, their defense has just been buoyed. It's actually gotten worse over the year, but it's been buoyed by. I think they went on like an incredible like 14 nothing turnover run during that win streak. So that hmm. definitely helped them out a lot. <clears throat> All that came back to kick them square in the fucking balls and uh i don't think they played that bad on defense on sunday though like like it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't like oh no they actually went up a spot uh they're up to 31 now so yeah it was they definitely had to play definitely had to play better because with the picks that russell threw they should have got blown the fuck out is what should have happened so in the end houston won and covered but 
it wasn't like it was like that impressive. All right. All right. You got anything else in the bad? No, I don't. All right. Moving on to the are you fucking kidding me? All right. Try to make this as short as I can. So not letting Georgia in the playoffs, I think, is a fucking travesty. That team has not lost a game in three years. Uh, look, man, you, you can't say that you're going to keep them out and you've got the four best teams. I understand how and why it played out, but we've seen it in reverse. We saw Georgia beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, and they still put fucking Alabama in. So I guess it just doesn't work if you don't have the fucking big A on the side of your helmet. But <laughs> I think that that is gross. I don't know who you would have kicked out, but somebody had to fucking go. Georgia's got to be in this playoff, in my opinion. <laughs> Now for the Florida State thing. Look, man, I feel really bad for those kids, and it fucking sucks for them. But I do understand why they didn't get put in. But here's why I will push back on everybody that I've heard talk about this. I don't want to hear this bullshit about, oh, well, they would have been 14-point dogs. Who wants to see that? Fuck you. I've had to sit through Notre Dame be 17-point dogs. Fucking Cincinnati be 18-point dogs. I could keep fucking going and going and going and going and going. I've had to sit through all that horse shit. So don't give me the fucking big spread thing, because that's a crock of fucking shit. This is an ACC team. They went undefeated. They won a game with their backup quarterback against their most hated rival, and then they won the fucking championship game with a third-string kid who'd never seen the fucking field. So I don't want to hear that crap. It's fine. I, I understand why they got left out, but don't give me that fucking argument. My last thing on Georgia is they would be favored over every one of these teams on a neutral field. So yeah. that's why you can't leave them out. If you want to if you want to use that argument, there it is for you right there. That's why I say that part is horse shit. Uh, but congrats to the four teams that did get in. I'm not shitting on any of those teams. They deserve it too. It's just one of those things. I'm so glad I was against the 12 12- Team playoff, but now I'm fucking all for it. Let's let's all in. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I can't. Then we wait. don't have to have this bullshit anymore. So I'm happy about that. I can't but, wait. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Um, let's argue about the 12th, 13th, and 14th team instead of. The, no, you just tell those people to go fuck themselves. Yeah, we, there uh, won't be much argument. It'll be <laughs> like, oh, y'all didn't make it. Oh, that sucks. Sorry. Man, too, too bad, Oklahoma. You didn't <clears> make it. Uh, last thing I got, and you touched on it earlier. Quarterback play in the NFL. Look, I know this is the second time for sure I've talked about it this year on this recap podcast, but count yourselves lucky. That's the only time you've had to listen to me complain because poor Longhorn over there has had to listen to me bitch, moan, and complain about it on a weekly basis for probably, I don't know, the last five years at least. (laughs) That being said, people are finally starting to take notice, which I said the whole time that the Bradys and the Rodgers and the Mannings and the Breeze of the world were disguising a lot of it, but it was eroding, eroding, eroding. But now all that's out of the way, and it's on full display for the world to see. And even now, the new generation of greatness like Mahomes and the Allens are having a down year, so that doesn't fucking help. But NFL, you have a fucking problem. Half of your games every week are unwatchable <laughs> at this point. And I know everybody thinks this is impossible, but I promise you it is. If you don't fix it, people will stop watching. I've stopped, I've cut back on a lot of my NFL watching. I promise you that. I don't even watch this horse shit. Look, it will be a couple generations from now, and I'll be dead and gone for sure, but eventually people are not going to watch this shitty, bastardized version of your product. It will erode over time, and before you know it, You'll be right back to the fucking '80s when you're the third most popular sport in America. That, well, yeah, and that's why they—that's why, as much as it drives everybody crazy, how much they protect the quarterbacks, that's why they do it. Um, but it's not. Which we've always <clears throat> been all for. We've always understood it. Yes, it's a pain in the ass sometimes, but we've always been for protecting the goddamn quarterbacks. But I don't, um, you know, I don't understand how with all these seven on sevens. And the way they throw the ball so much, it's almost like, it, even though it's counterintuitive, I think maybe that's it, maybe that's hurting them because the quarterback has become so easy as they've been young, as they come up through the, the the ranks that maybe just this everything going so fast in the NFL and and the different disguises, maybe it's it's the learning curve curve is so much more than you would think it would be because they pass so much and they they have so much success passing at an earlier age. Uh, than, than they than they ever did before, 
because you know we see it with Jordan Love. He's he's what three years in, four years into the NFL, and, he, and the light bulb is just finally starting to flicker on. So I, I don't know. Like it's maybe it's not the golden age of court, golden age of quarterbacks that everybody seems to think it is. Maybe it's even harder because they're so pampered and life is so easy for them as they come up through the ranks of you know high school and, and college that it takes a little bit for them to adjust in the NFL. I, don't, I hope that's not uh, – they got to do something because we can't have – I don't know if you saw the the over-under for Pittsburgh and um, um, – who are they playing? Oh, yeah, New England. Yeah, yeah. I, I took it at 34. It's at 30 now. Like, what What are we doing? Are we, is this – we, we That doing? is a point <clears throat> and a half or maybe two points now higher than Army and Navy. Yeah, we can't – you can't do this, NFL. We got You got to figure something out. And and maybe it's maybe it's a also here's another theory that I'm just thinking about on the fly and have no doubt to back I like, it up. I liked <laughs> that though what you said about the Jordan Love thing. I think it's time to go back to sitting these could kids. be could be. Now here's my other theory. Maybe it's maybe not only is it um, a lack of good quarterbacks. Maybe we, we're seeing a lack of good coaching because like we said with Green Bay's staff and the way they're developing these coaches. Maybe we're seeing a lack of really good coaches that are that are developing these uh, quarterbacks as they're coming up, and um, and and again, it's why I, I've said it before. I would never ever hire a defensive coach to be my head coach. I just wouldn't do it. It's, it's fundamentally I would not do it, especially if I have a young quarterback. So you know, maybe these co- maybe these teams will start hiring a a and we look look at Houston. They got a rookie quarterback. And a good young offensive line. I know that I know the head coach is, is a defensive guy, so that goes against what I'm saying. But either or, either get a young offensive coordinator to work with a young new quarterback or 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 head coach. Either one. That's the only way to do it. It's really the only way to do it. And and hopefully we can groom some of these quarterbacks to come up and be actual NFL quarterbacks, so we don't have to watch Jake fucking Browning on a Monday Night Football game. Master Browning. Oh my God, kill me! I'm done with this shit. <laughs> fucking semen and fucking and Zach Wilson's a bust and and um, just the mustache. I mean, even the mustache. I mean, he's at least he's going out there putting up some points. But the New England situation, debacle. he's doing the best he can, the, sir. It, he was never supposed to be great. And fucking Atlanta and and their situation with Ritter and of course you know Carolina, mm. their situation is terrible. We're watching. We're we're, we're we got to have Baker Mayfield, fucking the ghost of Baker Mayfield, out there just saving us, giving us something that we can maybe possibly rely on on a Sunday. We got Flacco in fucking Cleveland. We. <laughs> I mean, just go down a goddamn list. I mean, I mean, Hal is terrible. He's a god awful quarterback, but at least sometimes he'll put up some points and have a big game. Like this is where we're at in the NFL. This is literally where we're at. This is it's not good. It's really not, man. And I think a big part of it too, the coaching thing. Another thing is another great call of yours, but I think we've seen for the first time in a long time these defenses are just ahead of the offenses scheme wise at this point. Uh, you know, when the RPO first came in about, what, 10 years ago yeah. to the NFL, man, the offense is all of a sudden, boom, took the – I mean, everybody took it by storm. And defense know what the fuck to do. People were running around crazy. It was all this different shit. And then slowly that's been kind of phased out. Now it's part of a package, but it's more just like of a look, not really – you know, every once in a while they'll pull it out, you know, and make a play. But – the defense is so far ahead of the offenses right now, and like you said, it's not hard to do when you have a guy that can't throw the fucking ball at an NFL level, which half these teams at this point, and like usually it's half decent quarterbacks or whatever, a couple of really great ones, about 10 good ones, and then you know five or six, meh, and then the rest of it is crap. Now it's like two to three great ones and just maybe five that are meh, and then it's just shit. It's just shit after that. And I and look, we'll talk about we do uh, off season podcasts talking about football here and there. I can tell you right now, there is going to be a fucking gold rush on wide receivers. Like wherever, if you think you can get a wide receiver in the in the third round, that's a third round projection. Forget about it. He's going in the second. If you think you can wait for one in the second round, forget about it. He's going in the late first. Like there is going to be a mad dash rush to get the speed multiple multiple players with speed on the field at all times because of what's happening in the nfl you got to have instant space creators 
and there there's not enough. What do you know? Al Davis was always <clears throat> right. <laughs> maybe maybe get ones who can actually play football too instead of just straight oh, line oh, speed okay. track guys. Uh, he was half right. He was he was half right. He was half right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, man. But this and that and that's and this last thing on this, but I think that's the reason why you're seeing this big run on favorites, dude. Because you can't go out there and yeah, Sam Hell's been okay, but he's not going to go out there and be able to hang with you know an offense if Miami's clicking, which they obviously were, and put up 30 points and compete with that team. He's not going to fucking do it. I mean, I know the Cowboys scuffled with Seattle, but the three games before that, boom, 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 but I mean, they just kicked the shit out of all these shitty offenses with their shitty quarterbacks you can't compete with these veteran quarterbacks that can actually go out there in good offenses and put up 30 a fucking game like you're just not going to compete with them and that is not what the nfl used to be that is not what the nfl i mean when's the last time that anybody was a 10 point home dog you're like yep give me the fucking favorite i mean that was never was the case no now, now every week we're like fuck it Man, maybe. i don't give a fuck yeah, I, talk, I talked all that shit about Browning, by the way, and as we're as we're speaking, he's got like a hundred yards at the, in the first quarter. So, are they winning? <clears throat> no, nah, they're losing, but they're about to tie nah. it up. So, uh, yeah, he's twelve for thirteen for one twenty-five. So, sorry, Mister Browning. Hey, but you know what? You know what? You know what? Cincinnati has. They got Higgins and Chase. So yeah. that always helps. <clears throat> yeah, get you some receivers. He's fired up because his fucking Huskies are fucking in the playoffs, baby. Oh, I, I didn't know he. I, did not know he played for the Huskies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me. All right, Longhorn, time for some look ahead for week 14. I will try to quickly go over some injuries. Obviously, you mentioned one of them, uh, I think one of the bigger ones for a team that's actually contending right now. Tank Dell. Uh, obviously, his season looks like it's over. That's a terrible break for the rookie and for the Texans. Man, he's he's been great, and I hate to see any good young player go down like that. Just really unfortunate for them on that. Uh, Kenny Pickett's out two to four weeks with an ankle injury that he's having surgery on. I'm not sure that any starting quarterback has ever mattered less. But care. at the end of the day, he's another one on the list. Pittsburgh's just got to find a new fucking quarterback. Mari um, Cooper... Got a concussion, so that's not good for them. Uh, Arizona, Marquise Brown went out, didn't come back. DeMarcado, same. Uh, A.J. Terrell was out with a concussion versus the Jets, and Caleb McGarry got hurt and did not come back, so that's another couple blows for a team that actually is somehow fucking contending for their shitty division. Uh, Nobody cares about the Panthers. Detroit Lions, uh, Ragnall went out. Or he was ruled out versus the Saints. I don't know if you've heard anything about him, but that's that's a big blow for the Lions. I mean, they got the win and the cover in that game, but they're definitely going to need him if they want to get that number one seed. Um, Green Bay, Christian Watson, that could be a big one for them. Hamstring injury. Oh, did God. not come back versus the Chiefs. Yeah, that looked uh, – <laughs> he did something to it, obviously, because he, he fucking grabbed at it immediately. Yeah, that's not nice, especially for a long sprinter like that guy. Yeah, he's he's that, he's uh, he, this is what he does. He'll be out for a month. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kansas City had Donovan Smith did not come back. That was their tackle. Um, safety Brian Cook was carted off. That didn't look good at all for them. Tyler Higby concussion did not return versus the Browns. Not sure how much that really matters. Uh, ta-ta, trying to go through stuff that actually matters. Nobody cares about New England. Uh, Derek Carr. Hmm. Again, I don't know how much that really fucking matters. I, if, if I'm the if I'm the Saints, I put fucking Winston in at this point. I don't give a fuck. He's getting booed when he's on the field, so it's it's uh, bad times for Mister Carr. Uh, speaking of the Jets, uh, Boyle was benched. Seaman was terrible. They I think they're going to ask uh wilson to come back in but reports are nah, he don't really want to so we'll see that just uh, doesn't make like that'd be i'd be like what what do you mean you yeah don't... The, co- the coach was pretty pissed when he was asked about that so obviously that touched a nerve that's something that he's obviously heard too so yeah. he would just basically said if he wouldn't if he didn't want to be here then he wouldn't be here wouldn't be part of the 44 but yeah, just that just lets him. me know yeah just cut it like you don't want to i mean what I've never heard of that. Have you ever heard of a quarterback that doesn't want to play? Nah. Yeah. Not a successful one. 
Not, not uh, any of them. Stephen couldn't wait to get in there and fucking blow all over the stuff. Spooge all over, all over the yeah, fucking place. Fucking Fuck my goddamn cover off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers, Dre, Lean, uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw got ejected. So I'd be interested to see if the NFL has any you know, further punishment for him than that or not. I wouldn't nah. think so, but... Nah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Nope, nobody cares about... Tennessee, and nobody gives a shit about the Redskins. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. was out versus the Dolphins. So that was really all I got from an injury perspective. All right. Covered it all. All right. Uh, let's see. Looking ahead. So I've already hit quite a few teasers, but Longhorn, you tell us about yours first. I know you've probably hit a few too, and we'll see how many we've matched up on so far. Oh, you already put teasers in? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> um. Um, let me see. I'm scrolling. Actually, I've only put one in. So I've, I, the only one I've put in is Buffalo plus eight and a half from two and a half to eight and a half. What do you got? <laughs> That's the one that I didn't grab. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of like Buffalo in that game, really. But we'll see how it all grades out. You like Buffalo? Uh, yeah, I well, think so. But well, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you tease them then? That's a good question. Probably because I'm stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I took... Vegas and Tampa Bay, both to eight and a half, uh, plus eight and a half, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore to one and a half, and Vegas to eight and a half, Baltimore one and a half, and Tampa Bay eight and a half. So those three combos. And I did a Do No Wong teaser already. I went two out of three on those, but I didn't talk about it on the podcast so uh, last week because I didn't put them in until later. Uh, but I did put this one in already. I took Pittsburgh down to minus half a point. And the <coughs> under, I got it on 41 <coughs> on the Do No Wong teaser. That under is already down to 30. <coughs> so, so, uh, so oh. you took, hold on. I'm, I'm, I had my, um, I had my opens pulled up. I'm pulling up the actual lines now. I wanted to, I, I know Tampa Bay was one that I heard you say, and I have not pulled the trigger on that yet. Uh, I probably will. It looks like, yeah, it's still at two and a half. I probably will pull the trigger on that. Um, but I'm waiting for some injury because Tampa Bay is just getting some some injury. Uh, I don't like their injury situation, but I'm going to wait on that. Now, some of the other ones you said. Oh, see, I've got Vegas at three on mine, so they don't qualify as of yet. Uh, okay, I got them at two and a half and <clears throat> teased them to eight and a half. Okay, and what was the other ones? Uh, the other one, just central to all those, was Baltimore minus one and a half. Baltimore, where are they at? Oh yeah, they're they're at seven here, so they don't qualify either. Um, I, I like to go through the key numbers of seven and three. Um, yeah, that means money's coming in on the other side. Yeah. So, but the the ones that I have open are the Rams plus seven. I took them plus seven. I got Chicago Bears at plus three and a half. Looks like they're down to three. Um, I took Vegas, I took them at plus three. So if you're saying that line's going down, that'll be good. Cause then I'll just, um, uh, I'll tease them up and get the eight and a half also. And people ask like, uh, you know, people say like, why, if you like them at, if you'll tease them at two and a half, then why don't you just tease them when they're at three up to nine? And the reason is, even though it sounds counterintuitive, but like <clears throat> you want to take the team you want you want to be on the right side of it. So like if if Vegas is going from plus three to plus two and a half and into plus two, the money's coming in on them. So there it, it's saying you that that's the right side. That's where the sharp money's coming in. So then you want to take them up to the eight and a half, as opposed to well, I like them at three. Why don't, why don't I just tease them to nine right now? Well, no, because like what if it goes? What if it's the wrong side and and it goes to plus three and a half, plus four? Well, now your plus nine is not only are you getting the worst number, you're probably on the wrong side of it because all the money's coming on the other side. So that's why I'm waiting on these and I and I kind of wait um, to get to see where the line moves and, and for a, for a number that's stuck at, in no man's land as far as teasers are concerned. Um, I, I mentioned Buffalo. Oh, I got Miami minus 13. Uh, grab them at 13. That's all the way up to 14 now. So so we'll see what that line does going forward. Oh, and, I and of course, y'all been listening to this podcast long enough. You know if I get Mahomes, especially at home, under three, I'm grabbing it. So, oh, there's the there's your fiddle in the middle right there. Fiddle in the middle, tease to, tease to uh, the Thursday pod. KC minus two and a half, Buffalo up to eight and a half. Yeah, I like Buffalo a lot better at three at I thought 
it might stick around there, but it's obviously dropped down uh, <clears throat> to two and a half. So looks like looks like fifty one forty nine tickets in cash split both ways. So that's obviously a lot of different opinions. Strong ones floating out there early. The cows are all the way up to three and a half. By the way, if you ever had doubts that Vegas is good at forecasting things, for about two weeks prior to last week's game, the look ahead on Cowboys and Philly and Dallas was a pick 'em. And then about Wednesday of last week, it moved all of a sudden to cows minus two and a half. So that tells you right there. That's another reason why I took the cows on Thursday. I told you right there that Vegas was saying, all right, Cowboys are going to win, probably impressively, versus Seattle. Philly's going to lose to San Fran. So we're not going to get our teeth kicked in with cow money at Pickham. We're going to go ahead and move this to 2.5 now. It's at 3.5 currently. So so you're saying there, so I'm, I'm doing a live bet on, because I'm sitting them, I've got them at 3 still, so I'm putting them in at 3 if you're saying it's ticking to 3.5. Yeah, it's at 3.5 uh, right now, what I'm looking at. So go ahead and add them, Dallas minus 3, to the uh, – Monday bets. Yep. I took them uh, minus three earlier. I was kicking myself in the balls for not getting the two and a half when I had a chance, but whatever. Yep. <clears throat> uh, oh, and the under. I took the under already on all four primetime games. Uh, one and one so far in that so far this week. Uh, there's four of them. Next one and week. one. I'm 0 and 2. What, which one did I get a bad number? Uh, some, last, did uh, I cashed on something? It was last night that went under? Sure as hell wasn't Thursday. <laughs> I can tell you. No, that, that no. one lost. That one lost for sure. Uh, last night's game, I got the yeah. I got the loss, but I I put mine in on Monday, so I may have got the bad number. Over forty four. Unless that was part of that. Oh no, you know what? I think I lost. I did lose on that, but I that was one of the uh, do no Wong teasers. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on an zero and two, so I need this. Uh, <clears throat> I need this one to come in tonight. Um, but uh, like I said, they've been catching so heavy, and it's going to take two losing weeks in a row for me to get off this prime time thing. So their best case scenario is they're one and two this week. You said four prime time games. Yep. What's... You got two Monday night games, I think, going forward. Oh um, fuck! Here we go with that bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. So, because no more. So you got two teams on a bye this week. So you got Thursday, Sunday night, two Mondays, and then starting next week, no more buys. You got a Thursday. You got well, no, because you got three Saturdays. So it'll be one Thursday, one Saturday. And then a Sunday in a month, so it'll be four again. Yeah, so it should be pretty much four going forward. Oh, my God. That that Pittsburgh-New England is the Thursday game. It's at 30. Oh, my God. 30. Can can it go lower than that? Has there ever been an NFL game in the 20s? <sighs> Maybe in the 20s, yes. In 1924, there was probably a game that was in the 20s. I mean, I don't ever remember seeing a 30 in my entire – Dude, I remember last year when everybody flipped the fuck out because Army and Navy was at 30. Everybody's like, oh, that's too low. You can't bet under, 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 third. This has gotten ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to go and, ahead and put all four in and just say, fuck it. Fuck nope. it. Fuck it. <laughs> all right. What else you got? That's it for me. All right. Tell me about the fabulous website one more time. All right. That's going to wrap up episode number. 174. Five. Yeah, I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to 174. Damn it. 174. <laughs> 174. All right. Listen, guys. We got plenty of season left. There's plenty of football still to be made. We got bowl season coming up. Uh, we're, in, we're in the lull right now. So if you have not jumped on and, and grabbed some of those premium packages, this is a really good time to do it because our track record is we hit these lulls and then we come out hot. So bowl season, I know, is going to be good for us. The rest of the NFL season, we're going to keep plowing through and stack those wins. Uh, so be sure and do that. Check out our website, thefootballglory.com. You'll see the buy tabs picks up there. Click on the free picks. Uh, went one and one this week. We're gonna, we're gonna still a lot of season for that to go too. So we're gonna turn that around as well. Even though it is still a winning record on the free picks. Uh, be sure and subscribe and share with your friends. And if you do any of these things, we become partners for life. And as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard on money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football. Drinking beer and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.